I'm Sean from Voices of Defiance, a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready, because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of All Things Good and Nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Internet is really, really great for Ford. <laughs> Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, ha ha ha, welcome to die. I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs! So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. We are super professional. Damn right. I told you when you were switching from an actual computer to a Chromebook, it's going to be a difficult shift. Yes, it is. You're a difficult I, I was, shift. I, I, Your I face is a difficult shift. About, about my boozing, because well, I unleashed the Kraken last night. Half just, a, just, just a little bit. <laughs> a little. <laughs> little. Hey, Kraken. I'm up and moving at 9 a.m. is pretty good. Yeah, it's a good day. I had it's a, a good day. I, I had half a fifth of Kraken by myself last night for my happy divorce party. Happy divorce party. A blast. Yep. Had a bunch of my friends over. We had a big barbecue. We had booze. We had fun. It was good stuff. And now I have my Chromebook working, though no Laura Third. But at least I'm back. I'm very back. And you're back and on Willie Nelson's giant big screen because that's how he watches the show. He informed us during (laughs) the funeral. Nice. That's probably pretty scary. I know I look like I drink all night. I'm sweating like I drink all night. Liquor sweats. You're talking to somebody who rolled out of bed, braided her hair, threw on some eyeliner, and said, I look presentable. That's way more than I did. I stood underwater for a minute and put on a t-shirt. <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't shower or nothing. I'm all sorts of gross. But You're icky. The thing that's nice about this is no one can smell me. <laughs> so I do the post every uh, day before we go live. And it's generally, hey, come be part of the peanut gallery, things like that. So Neil, who's in the chat right now, uh, I just saw on Twitter, had sent a picture and goes, I do not think that phrase means what you think it means. And it is a picture with a girl that has a tramp stamp that says, I heart the peanut gallery. That's awesome. Does the peanuts come out of her butt? Oh. Uh, I'm not sure. Another way to look at it. Or, you know, she has such a following that, you know, there's a peanut gallery behind her butt. Ew. (laughs) Ew. I don't even know how to respond to this one now. Sucker. So, so I guess I'll just respond by saying, uh, welcome to episode 160 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, recorded live Yay! on May 24th, 2015, Yay! over at live.atgnpodcast.com. And today, guys, we're in a contest, and we're going to try and win this, because as we stream this, one of our network, our fellow network shows is also live streaming. It's Voices of Defiance. We're going to have a little ratings contest. Not really, because that's not fun. But we're streaming live at the same time, so if you're interested in Defiance, go hop on over there. If you want, you can always come back and catch us, or vice versa. We're better. 
<laughs> I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna have you can't, get, you can't get fired from your own show, just the network. <laughs> I'm gonna get us fired. <laughs> but, let's be honest. Can Steven really afford to fire me off the network? He can afford to fire me. He can afford to fire me. Fires me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a problem. So there you go. (laughs) You're safe. He doesn't pay me, so I don't think he can fire me. That's true. He doesn't pay me either. Oh, you guys don't get paid. Well, hmm. I think it's the extra work I do on the side. I think it's the cleavage. <laughs> Someone just got a pay raise. <laughs> oh dear. I don't even know where to go from here, I'll be honest. I'm just back to derail Chris. That's all I'm here for. I've noticed. I mean, for those that have, have not been here for a while, uh, Anthony had to miss a few episodes because life gets in the way, but Anthony's back, and within the first five minutes getting back, has successfully derailed me so that I completely lose my chain of thought. It's awesome. Exactly. Train wreck. <laughs> and I think I have derailed you with my boobage. I've been gone for, what, six episodes? And I heard them all, and I heard you talk at Numerich, and I'm back. The one and only. Superior Bachman, my ass. Back, Get man. Doc, ah, ghostly butt out of here. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, oh, no, Willie. I was going to tell him the Thanos <laughs> thing. Numerich is now my Ronan the Accuser. Oh, that's the that's the new setup. It's not Thor and Odin anymore, because now it's the only thing I do not take seriously. Boy, is you. Your talk of board games and puppies bores me. I've decided I want to become Toast the Knowing, just because. Well, besides the fact that Emperorista Furiosa cannot be replaced, but Toast the Knowing, I just love her name. <laughs> Toast the Knowing. She's one of the wives. Is that one of the wise? Okay. I thought it sounded familiar because I did see it, but oh, I, I don't remember any names. I just remember explosions. <laughs> Emperista is the best. Oh my God, she's my she she's she's my wingman. She's my she's my everything. I love her so much. <laughs> Fury Road all the way, man. You yeah, want to that do that movie was fucking awesome. I haven't seen it yet. That's my plan for this weekend to go see Fury Road. Do it. Yeah. Do it ten times. It on the list. And anybody that has a problem with Fury Road, shut the fuck up. It's George Miller. It's his world. He can do with it what he wants. The Although, idea that people are complaining because it's a feminist agenda movie now, like, people are losing their shit. Like, people, it's ridiculous the types of things that people will complain about. It's a Mad Max movie, and it's awesome. That's all Although, that matters. I went back to watch the original three Mad Max movies. They, they have not aged well. <laughs> I mean, it was done in a very different time and for very cheap budgets. Like, I know. And he was a very different filmmaker then, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, I, mean, I know. For, like, 17 bucks in 1974. Like, he had nothing. But, I mean, the original Mad Max, like, I, I can't even watch it anymore. I'll still watch Beyond Thunderdome because fucking Tina Turner. And... <laughs> hey, man, Thunderdome's a classic. It is. But the first Mad Max did Good not, man. like... Wouldn't madly. I can't even just, watch the first Mad, first Mad Max anymore. Just don't re, don't watch the Thunderdome remake they put out in the early 2000s. It's absolute trash. I didn't know that they did absolute that. Absolute trash. Yeah, they took one of the dudes from American Pie and put him in the lead role. What the hell? Yeah, yeah they're, they're, it wasn't just good. Thunderdome? I thought they did. Maybe I'm thinking something else. 
I hope you're thinking of something else. <laughs> I don't remember. It doesn't really... Fuck it, it doesn't matter. It's a shitty movie. Not the original, but whatever <laughs> I'm thinking of. So fuck it. Yeah. Let's just roll over the news. <laughs> news in a week. News team! Assemble! Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet. It's the news of the week. So, we've got a crap ton of news, I'm sure, and I don't want to go first, so I'm going to toss it to Naki, because ladies first. Yay! Go me. Um, so, as all of you have known, I have upgraded my, my rigging system, and therefore I'm playing a whole lot of Steam games, and avoiding Origin like the plague. And today, I am talking about something that continues <laughs> to me avoiding Origin like the plague. Um, apparently, if you decide that you want to upgrade your equipment and test it out and everything, uh, Origin won't let you do that without the help of their customer service. Or, I'm sorry, EA won't let you do that without the help of their customer service. Um, he, one, of, one of the writers, uh, Hilbert Hedge Dorn, Dorn? Uh, sorry if I completely fuck that up. Um, he discovered he locked himself out of Battlefield Hardline when he was running a graphics performance test using different no graphic cards. What? No big loss there. It's Battlefield. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's Battlefield, but <laughs> I mean he he decided he wanted to run different tests on these cards because he didn't know what he was going to get, and he you know as you do because you you want to make sure you're completely when you're buying something new you want to make sure you know you're getting what you pay for, and uh. So he gets locked out, and he uh, receives a notification from Origin that too many computers have accessed his account. Uh, so he contacts customer service, and it says, Origin authentication allows players to install a game up to five different PCs every 24 hours. Uh, players looking to benchmark more than five hardware configurations in one 24-hour period can contact our customer support team who can help. So... Well, it's not an issue for everybody, if you decide that you want to test a whole lot of new PC hardware components, you need EA customer support team. Eh, I don't think it's that big a deal, honestly. The, the reason it's a big deal is because Steam probably doesn't do that to you, but it's just all about the different way they do their I mean, DRM, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a huge deal, especially to people like me who are the casual gamer, but it's still, like, annoying to know. I mean, if you're a writer for GameSpot or, uh, like, a big PC name out there who's writing reviews and stuff, I'm sure it's not a problem to call them or get a hold of them and say, hey, I'm doing benchmarking tests, and they'll take care of it from there. I mean, it's just you have to be aware of it. I think it's more of an awareness issue versus a, oh, fuck you, Origin moment. Don't get me wrong. I have my issues with Origin, but... <laughs> yeah. That's not one of the huge issues. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's just a thing that I found interesting. I don't... It's, it, for me, it wasn't a very big news week because I've like I've been obsessing over Fury Road and Steven Universe and uh, things like that. So I've been obsessing over Community, but we'll talk about that later. It's so good. It's so good. But it's I'll go. I'll go next on my news because it's pretty quick, and I'm sure Anthony's got something that might be a little more in depth. But we we've talked about it before on the show how there's a lot of conspiracy theories about how DC might have come in to both Arrow and Flash, I'm like, hey, you guys can't use these characters anymore. We need them for our movies. Well, it has been confirmed that they've done that, at least in one instance. Uh, Willa Holland, who plays Thea on the TV show, did an interview with uh, Flickering Myth, where she said, we had big plans for Harley, but I guess something came down from the DC execs that told us to shut it down. 
I mean, we had that tease with the pigtails and the Argus outfit, but we'll never see it. We would love to have Harley in Arrow, but it will never happen. So pretty much, she doesn't directly confirm, but seems to indicate that DC said, no, you can't play with this one, this toy anymore. And that really bums me, because I remember when I saw that episode that had Harley Quinn teased, and I'm like, oh my god, what is this leading up to? Are we getting more tie into the DC universe as a whole? Plus the fact it was also Tara Strong's voice really helped, too. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that just so, makes me mad because their whole point was keeping the world separate. We can have, you know, an actor over here that's the Flash. We can act, have an actor over here that's the Flash. The movies won't cross over with the TV shows, but the TV shows can be their own interactive universe. But if you do that and then say, hey, you guys built up all this popularity for the Suicide Squad, so now stop showing them because we're going to do a Suicide Squad movie. That's well, like the dumbest possible way you could handle a split universe. Because this whole time, yeah, if they would have let the Arrow team run with the, all the stories they had planned for Harley Quinn and the Suicide Squad, I can only think that would have built up more popularity for you know a B-level comic at best that most people have never heard of to you know get it ready for people saying, oh, and now they're doing a movie. You know, it's different actors but the same characters. How would that not have helped? Uh, they would have actually done maybe an Arrow storyline instead of a, a Green Arrow storyline as opposed to Batman. <laughs> That's true. In all fairness, if they had the nice Green Arrow storyline planned out, and then DC said, "Hey, we're taking the Suicide Squad," and you know the writers went, "Fuck it, we're telling Batman's story." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was the case or not, but I just hate if to so, see it. It worked. The, yeah. the end of Arrow season three was fucking awesome. No, <laughs> it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I know. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, it Flash. Wasn't the Flash. Flash. Flash it wasn't the Flash, but it was great. I have the same shirt. I'm not wearing it, but I have the same shirt. Uh, no. Flash Flash had it down this season. Like, had it Flash the entire the season. Best first season of anything ever related to a comic book. I'm glad you had that caveat of comic book because I would have... Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's the best first season better. of television ever, but yeah, it's the best first season of any comic book related show I've ever seen. I don't know. Constantine was really fucking good. <laughs> it wasn't as good as The Flash. I, I liked seen it. Yet. I dug Constantine. I thought it was really good. But yeah, I what Grant Gustin did with that character over the course of one year is basically fantastic. Like that kid is great. I fucking love that show. <laughs> um, I, I I adore Flash way more than I adore Arrow. But like I've said last week and the couple weeks, like I'm just I'm so I'm on Batman burnout. Like Batman, I'm I'm out on I'm out on Superman. I've been out on Superman. I'm just on burnout from the big from those two. And I'm just that's what everything is. I'm like I don't give a shit about Batman. Everybody knows my parents are dead. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> I love Naki's so, description of Batman. <laughs> so, Neil had shared with us this uh, this picture I'm sharing with you now. I guess he was actually able to take a photo because they filmed that whole damn scene out by where he is. Nice. Currently. So there is uh, the dam that we saw in the season finale of Arrow. And looking at it, too, I'm fun. pretty sure, isn't that the same dam that uh, Bizarro was hiding in in Smallville? I think it might have yeah. been, too. I think they used that same dam like four times during the Smallville series. Over Hello. the course of the ten years. <laughs> Sorry. I, Bizarro <laughs> was the best thing to me. I always loved Bizarro. Da-da. He was so... The way they did him on that show was so creepy. <laughs> yes. It really, really was. But, I am wearing a shirt, Willie. It's a tank top and a sweatshirt over that. 
I'm wearing two <laughs> shirts and a bra. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing far too much. Oh dear lord. <laughs> Anthony, if you say things, insane. Anthony, if you say things like that, the Mary Sue is going to get mad at us. We can't have that. They're oh, that's something I could rant. That right there, I <laughs> could rant about. You I, like how I stirred the pot there? I could rant. Oh God, I. Do you want me just to step away from the mic so you can have a moment here? Nerd you? rage, nerd rage, do it. Okay, here's the thing. I am a feminist. You know, we all know that I'm a feminist and that I'm all about equality, but holy fucking shit. Okay, so this week, Mary Sue decided that they're not going to cover Game of Thrones anymore after what happened to Sansa Stark in the last episode, which is fine. I'm like, okay, I understand. You know, I, I don't agree with what happened to her. I haven't watched the episode, but I knew who was coming because she's fucking marrying Ramsay. It's, an, it's, it's obvious what's going to happen. So here's the thing that bothers me. They're like, we're not going to... Because of what happened, blah, blah, blah. I looked into my inbox, and for the, some of you who know this, I, I used to write professionally. I used to get all the HBO boxes and stuff like that, and I still do. And I got that episode eight weeks ago, which means they got that episode before the season even aired because this is just how HBO works. And I understand that they have a very strict don't tell clause, and if you tell anything prior, you get fired and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Like I said, I don't even watch them anymore because I get them, but I don't, you know, whatever. So, so they got this eight weeks prior, before the season even started. If they were really going to, you know, punch a hole in HBO for, I'm, you know, I'm standing up for feminist rights and whatever, and I, they could have just said at the beginning of the season, we're no longer supporting Game of Thrones. And then when this season, when this episode came out, they could have been like, this is why we are no longer supporting Game of Thrones, and be done of it. Not continually support Game of Thrones, not up until that moment, and then all of a sudden, oh, here's a big media blitz because something happened that everyone fucking knew was going to happen. Yeah, but you see, Naki, if they hadn't waited, they wouldn't have gotten on CNN. Yeah, and they wanted all the clicks in between. I know that was the thing. I'm like, if you want to be, if you want to be super moral and like, you know, all of that stuff, that's the thing that bothered me. I'm like, you're saying that you are the moral superiority. Fuck you. <laughs> that is not moral superiority. <laughs> it's Game of Thrones too. It's not like there hasn't been terrible things that happen in Game of Thrones already. This is the third time that rape has happened. And, well, yeah, it's, and yeah, it's it's and, Game of Thrones. They're gonna get raped or killed. Whatever character you like, they're gonna get raped or killed. Those are your two options. And <laughs> but I mean, this, and I understand what they're saying. And I completely agree that rape is not just a story mover. It's not someone to say that she's already broken. It's a it's a, for her. It's a broken storyline. Like it literally makes no sense for her to get raped. But you fucking know that it's gonna happen because it's fucking Ramsey. That's what he does. He fucking rapes. He took off a guy's dick. So I mean, it's just. It's something that you knew, you saw coming. It's something that is an obvious thing. So it was just like, to me, like I wasn't shocked because I'm like, yeah, and, uh, but, and uh, again, I am a feminist. I am a equal rights person. I don't agree with the scene. I don't agree that rape should be a moral s- storyline. But if you're going to be the moral superiority in this, fucking do it right. Sorry. Okay, I'm done. Well, I have my own issues because everything in that site is a, a drama anymore. It's always this is the worst thing ever now. Yeah. No, this is the worst thing ever now. And sometimes that's right, sometimes it's wrong. But if you say everything's a problem, then nobody listens. <laughs> that yeah, <laughs> I think that's the problem with their site is that there's every single thing is you no know, is the worst thing that's ever happened to women. 
It's like that. You need to fucking turn the volume down on some of those articles. It's it's a bit much. I mean, and I and I agree, not with everything, but I mean, I agree. Like a lot of the stuff is is, you know, it's shitty that Black Widow doesn't have any merchandise. It's shitty that Gamora yeah. doesn't have any merchandise. It's shitty that, you know, we have to sit there and be like, hey, where are people of color on TV? Oh, there's one. It's a supporting character. Oh, look, it's a sassy black friend. Like, yeah, I, I, I get Is it. Be like, the new Jimmy Olsen on Supergirl. Is he gonna be the sexy black friend? <laughs> I mean, I get it. I do. I am on their team. But holy fucking shit! I mean, if you're if you're gonna get if if you're going to be the moral superiority, if you're going to be, you know, if you're gonna say you're you know you're all about equality and stuff like that, fucking look at your morals first and actually know what you're talking about. Because, I mean, yeah, I, I fully agree that opinions change. You know, I we even had this conversation with Batman right here, you know, from, from Superior Spider-Man days and from uh, the days of saying that Peter Parker could be a person of color, no. you know. And we've had this conversation, and your opinions can change, and that's fine. But in this case, I don't think that that was an opinion change. I think it was clickbait. and It, it came off very disingenuous to me. It was just frustrating. Just that was a nice aside, though, and I'm glad you talked about it because I can't because I get hate mail on the internet and tweet I, and things like that because bring of my gender. Mail. I love it. Dressman has said, I've been to strip clubs and even those girls draw the line somewhere. I've got friends who are strippers. They That's make right. a shit ton of money and they're happy with what they do and they're in happy relationships. It's not like they go out and give hand jobs in the parking lot for five bucks. I don't understand where that comes from. Nice. <laughs> That was nice. <laughs> I hate soundboards and, normally, but that doesn't matter. It all depends which strippers you're talking about, Naki. Well, the ones strippers. that I have are high-class strippers, I guess, because they don't, you know. But oh, I, I keep mean, forgetting, I, you're in Illinois. You're near the Admiral. That is a fantastic strip club. I've been there. I've been I to a lot of strip clubs. There. Oh, well, that's just sad. sad. No, we went to the Admiral all the time because it was the nicest club. Yeah. And there, you want to, that's the number one strip club. You don't fuck around with the bouncers being off due or off season bears, because those are some big motherfuckers. <laughs> Anyways, I because I was like debating for a long time, you know, being a waitress at a strip club because then I don't have to strip, but you know, I still make the money. <laughs> but I didn't, obviously. I, there is I, money to be made. There's uh, there's money to be made, and sex sells. Always will. That is true. It's a common truth. But we have one last story for News of the Week. Let's toss to Anthony. What do you got for Sorry, us? Sorry, I had a double news there because you, you set me off. <laughs> I started the pot. It, what I did was on purpose because I knew that it is more acceptable for you to talk about that topic than it is for me because I'm a 30-year-old white dude. And I am a 29-year-old multiracial female. So Exactly. So if people come after you, then we can pull we can pull our own move back. That's racist. You guys are assholes. <laughs> We'll give them a little and, and, and nerdist and, and knock racist. it off. That's right. We'll yeah. get them. I, I, am your, I am your fallback so that you can't get those, right? Naki <laughs> is our shield. <laughs> I don't care. Bring the hate mail. I like it. <laughs> I used to get hate mail all the time. I still do. I, what am I talking about? I I've still get hate mail. hate mail. I haven't I've either. I've never gotten hate mail about anything. Oh, I, see. I think I would have curious. because I piss off people. I am... <laughs> I am very opinionated, and I tend to not be quiet about it, especially when it comes to, no. like, shh, <laughs> shh, my babies, shh. 
Oh, I'm sorry I did that. Not really. I'm not really sorry I did that. It was, but... it was good. <laughs> I think we killed Chris. Right. <laughs> no, I'm alive. Chris, Chris, hold uh, it together. Hold it together, Chris. I'm good. Chris, are you? Are you? Are you, Chris? Are you okay? Are you okay, Chris? <laughs> I like how Naki's copping the shaft of her microphone. I go. like that Anthony's dying. <laughs> I'm almost the color of my shirt. <laughs> and for those that are not watching live, uh, Anthony's wearing a bright red flash t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've missed my Sunday mornings. This is much better. Oh, okay. My news of the week was something that I actually I had to do it because I laughed out loud when I read this yesterday on Facebook. Um, once again, Chris Pratt is fucking awesome because, well, he's Chris Pratt and he's fucking awesome. He made a statement on his Facebook page basically pre-apologizing for anything he's going to say on the press tour. Let's see. Uh, it actually is, in quotes, I want to make a heartfelt apology for whatever it is I end up accidentally saying during the forthcoming Jurassic World press tour, the actor wrote. I hope you understand it was never my intention to offend anyone, and I am truly sorry. I swear I'm the nicest guy in the world. When I do potentially commit the offensive act for which I am now pre-apologizing, you must understand I will likely have been tired and exhausted when I potentially said that thing and will have said that, will have had crossed the line. <laughs> the idea that he's like, you know what, press tours suck and I'm going to say something stupid. I'm going to apologize before I even start the press tour. I fucking love that guy. I feel yeah, bad for, for like, uh, I think it was Jeremy Renner and Chris, oh shit, which Chris is it? Chris Evans. Evans. Thank you. <laughs> I almost said I almost said the one who plays Spock or not Spock. Oh God, I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, the other one. So, anyways. <laughs> oh, Pine. Uh, yes, thank you. I almost said Pine. So um, Chris is they run shit now. I know, and that's my brother's name too. So, but anyways, um, so I feel I felt like bad for them because they got run over because they said Black Widow. They said the quote was Black Widow as a slut, and it was totally taken out of context. And yes, we we need to get past sex shaming. You know, even the tramp stamp thing is a sex shame thing. We need to get past it, whatever. But it got totally blown out of proportion, and so like I know that that's where Chris. It's so obvious they were kidding. Right, and it and it came from and like I I understand. That, like, but it doesn't matter whether they're kidding or not because talking about it and making it a controversy equals clicks. I know, and it's it's. Uh, I'm not even. Uh, and I know that that's where Chris Pratt stems his his pre-apology for, and it just it makes me laugh. But at the same time, it just makes me sad that everybody's so offended by everything these days, and people are offended that people are offended, and it's just like. That's what gets me. <laughs> And it's like, guys, just shh, 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 my babies, shh. <laughs> I knew it was it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get, we will fight and we will get through this, but holy fucking shit, it's okay. Take a joke. Jokes are funny. Laugh. Well, I mean, okay. What he's saying is both smart and funny. I mean, we're all going to laugh about it now, but he's right. He's bound to say something dumb. Everyone in the heat of the moment or just when they're worn down is going to say something that could be potentially misconstrued and be found offensive or ridiculous. All the time. All the time. I say it all the time. <laughs> yeah, she does. It's All true. the time. I'm pretty positive Chris still has a, a, a 
a clip somewhere from prior to me working with children. I know exactly what I think of children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have it anymore. I might have lost it in the oh, great hard drive. <laughs> Damn. I didn't say uh, Did you guys it. also see the, the other uh, the other Chris Pratt news that's out there, his drunken acting lessons he was giving that there's a video of? I haven't actually watched it yet. I saw the headline, but I haven't watched it. I haven't watched yeah. it yet. I found it. I'll put it in the show notes for anyone who wants to look at it later. But I guess from the headline that I'm reading, he likens his influence, his, excuse me, he likens acting under the influence to, quote, performing brain surgery with the blunt end of a hammer. <laughs> I guess he uh, takes a lot of fireball whiskey shots when he's doing this, and uh, some of the lines that are some of the questions he answers. Uh, he's asked, "What would he do if he saw a T Rex in a Jamba Juice shop?" He'd go, "Oh shit, T Rex!" <laughs> Stuff like that. There you go. Oh shit, T Rex. Another one of his acting tips: If you're playing a parent and your child <laughs> asks where babies come from, you simply tell them the truth from the mom's butt. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go watch but, this video. So, uh, drunk acting lessons. His final words of wisdom to conclude his acting lessons he gave was, uh, just work out and use sunscreen. Yeah, and stop drinking beer. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> it was quite entertaining to see. Uh, Chris <laughs> Pratt's in the news, and it's generally for all the right reasons lately. It's just funny. And I'm all about stupid, funny stuff. Oh, yeah. Stupid is the way we go here. And speaking of stupid, I don't know if you guys heard, we're part of a podcast network, and there might be some stupid things that happen on there. One of those stupid <laughs> things right now is we've got a quarter bet going right now amongst all of the hosts on this network. And it's stupid it is, it's a quarter, quarter bet, and we'll probably never collect. So, <laughs> oh, no, if uh, I win, no, I'm collecting. Uh, I want quarters in the mail, bitches. I'm broke. Send me them quarters, bitches. <laughs> do, you, do you want them via PayPal or U.S. Postal Service? Uh, U.S. Postal Service. I want physical so, quarters. Yep. <laughs> for, for those that weren't aware, it was brought up on Legends Podcast. I'm not sure if it's officially out yet or not, but when they were recording it, and there's a quarter bet being placed for two different things. First, what the opening domestic gross will be for Star Wars. And this is interesting because Star Wars is coming out in December, we all know. I think the record box office for an opening in December is like 90-ish million, 92 mil, I want to say. So the question they're asking there is, what do you think the opening domestic box office is going to be for Star Wars Seven, so I, I was doing this. We were doing that. We were talking about this prior to the show starting, and so I did a little research. Um, I'm going based off of Age of Ultron brought in one point or one one eighty seven point seven million in their opening weekend domestically, um, and then looking back on Star Wars theatrical uh, was May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven, um, which is actually almost. Nope, we're not on the exact day. Damn it. Um, <clears throat> in a in a totality, it made four four hundred sixty one million uh, in the United States, three hundred fourteen million overseas, totaling seven hundred seventy five million. That's at we're gonna say probably four dollar tickets, right? That's I think what we threw out there as our our number yeah. for lack of a better one. So if you think about it, so we've got now we're up to what. Twelve to fifteen dollar tickets, depending on where you're going. Um, Age of Ultron bringing in one uh, one hundred eighty seven million on its first run. I'm going at its highest will probably two hundred five million. So the real wild card in this is its December opening. So you got to remember everyone's going to be on holiday, 
So it means you don't have to compete with people going to school, things like that. Or, But you do have to compete with people's holiday vacation plans where it could be, oh, we're going to go see Grandma during this for the Christmas break, things like that. So it's tough in that regard because everyone's going to want to go see Star Wars. What Everyone. You also have to, to compete with any other movie. No company is going to be dumb enough to put something up against Star Wars. That's true, too. I actually have to look what day Christmas falls on this year. The theaters will be empty. Oh, it's a Friday, so they don't even get any bonus days. Right. And, and bear in mind, though, Star Wars 7 comes out on December 18th this year. Oh, it's so December it's the week 18th. before Christmas. So it's the week before. It's the week before Christmas, which Just, is oh. roughly falling in line with about the same time when people start taking their vacation time because they'll want, like, the full week of Christmas. See, it actually would have been smarter to release on the on Christmas Day. A lot of people go to the movie on Christmas Day. My family that's is true. one of them. So that, that's also causing me to rethink a little bit the fact it's the week before Christmas. I was hovering around, like, 201 earlier. I think I might go a little lower, and it's not because I don't think people aren't going to go see it over time. It's just around the holidays, I think, is a tougher sell, especially the week before Christmas when it's, holy crap, I forgot to buy my wife a Christmas gift. I have to go spend money and stuff like that. There's the whole panic of the Christmas holidays, so I'm going to go 195 for domestic opening weekend. Um, I went high I for my... high, too. I, I went high for my initial assessment because it is still Star Wars. People are going to take time off for Star Wars. Um, right. So, I'm, but I'm, I think at most it'll be 205. Um, I'm going to put it at 198. Oh, you just prices righted me almost. <laughs> Sorry. So now I can say a dollar or... <laughs> no, it'll at least that. make a dollar. You are correct. I, I, I bet it'll make a dollar. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm, I'm going with the fact that there'll be nothing else in the theaters going against it. It's There's no the kids most movies. Never Star Wars film ever. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Never underestimate kids' movies. That's true. Well, that's true. But I don't know. What what is there something being released that weekend? Oh, I'm sure that there is. I'm sure that Disney's got something. Disney's not but gonna I'll... compete against itself. No. Well, they will. Disney... Well, I mean like Disney animation might. Oh, no, no, their next one no. comes out this summer. Just kidding. Um, you don't compete against yeah. yourself. You're already gonna make a crap ton of money off yeah. of Star Wars. But I think DreamWorks has something coming out. Let me look. And I think the rest the of week peace DreamWorks Christmas. Then. Everybody that's out saying, oh, shit, I forgot to buy my wife a present is going to go pick up that present and then go see Star Wars. I'm going to say 237. Hey, hey. It could be husband. It could be husband. That's true, too. <laughs> so, uh, Neil brings up a good point in the chat room right now. He said, lineups around the block for Star Wars. He goes, there weren't any for Age of Ultron. That's a good point. I mean, go back to like all the Episode One hype and things like that before our spirits got broken. There were lines, people setting up in line, Days before there were the lines theater for episode the first three, after people complained about episodes one and two. Yeah. Okay. And so here's this is a movie people actually want to see now. <laughs> here's what's like coming comparison. out. Here's what's coming out December. Uh, December fourth is Krampus. December eleventh, In the Heart of the Sea and Lady in the Van. Oh, that's never mind. That's limited. Um, December eighteenth, we've got Sisters, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Uh, December 23rd, Alvin and the Chipmunks 4. I knew that something was coming out. Um, December 25th is Concussion, Joy, Point Break. What? Are they, re are they remaking Point Break and why? Um, yeah, I heard they were. And Snowden. Um, I'm not hearing anything there that's going to impact Star Wars in any meaningful yeah, nothing, way. Yeah, nothing that's really yeah. too impactful. Maybe Alvin and the, the Chipmunks ship. 4. The road Alvin and Chipmunks will be the kid it. movie, but the simple fact of the matter is it's Star Wars, which means you can take your kids to Star Wars. 
Plus, yeah, that's Wednesday of the next week. And also, bear in mind, too, they've done a very good job in the last ten years of making Star Wars appeal to kids again with all the cartoons that are out, especially Rebels that's out now and things like that. I have for those no of idea you... Awesome, awesome rollerball droids. If you can't tell what I'm holding, um, nice. or if you're watching the audio, it is uh, Stitch as Emperor Palpatine on a glass that I got at Disney World. <laughs> it says... What? I said if you're watching the audio, knock it off. It's not going to do anything. Exactly. You'll see a lot of waves and bumps and probably see screaming <laughs> at the same time. Um, it'll say, and it says at the top, uh, in time you will call me master. Nice. Nice. So, so to wrap this up right now, I have Naki with $198 million for Star Wars Episode Seven's opening weekend. Bachman, you've got 237 and I've got 195 because Naki just kind of screwed me by dropping after she initially did her bet. <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't say that was my official. <laughs> uh huh. I love she you. She kneecapped me, folks. She kneecapped me. You're Fine, you can push mine to two hundred. You can push it to two hundred. I'd be okay with it. Do one hundred ninety-five million and one dollar. She could have really kneecapped. You. I could have, but I did one ninety-eight. But you can push it to. I will take two hundred. Yeah, I will but, still be okay at two hundred. I think. But don't forget, the rules that apply here is you have to pick without going over. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I guess. Shit. Yeah, she could have screwed me real bad. So yeah. that is that's part one of this. We're we're gonna touch on this again next week because there's a follow up bet that's going around and I need time to think on this. And I'm sure you guys will too. The follow up bet that's going with this on the network is what you think the world worldwide gross will be for episode seven when all is said and done. So that's all the movie theaters. It is not including D V D slash Blu ray release. So we will touch on that next week. Because that's tough. Yeah, I mean, that just depends yeah. on... I, I think a lot of it depends on people going to see it a second time, too. I think a lot of it depends... I, I don't know how to properly gauge that internationally right now. Well, our international uh, is kind of crazy at the moment. I mean, look at... Yeah, you just start counting billions. Yeah, that's the truth. And look at the fact that there's a uh, black actor in the lead cast and not just Lando Calrissian. Might, might help it do a little better overseas. That's true. Um, I guess we should roll on to the next thing, but I did want to do... Let's, do, let's talk about Mad Max. <laughs> we can't, I'd rather hold off because I'm supposed to go see that today. Oh, fine. But before we do that, I did want to share one of the other, one of the great things happening on the network right now. If you guys listen to the official GunnaGeek.com podcast, episode 96 came out this week, which was a mini fanboy buzz reunion. By that I mean Steve Boyd joined the show with JS and Steven. And in fact, if you listen to that podcast, you might hear a lot of the old fanboy buzz bumps get played. And in fact, there was no finally to wrap it up, Steve Boyd, he dusted off the CCL pick of the week one last time to talk about Secret Wars number one. It was a great nostalgia trip for me because I've talked about it before on the show in its early day runs. Is I was a fan of the fanboy buzz for a long time before I became like the semi-permanent guest host near the end of its run. So it was really cool. And then cool we just hijacked their show. <laughs> <laughs> So it was really cool to see a return of some of the Fanboy Buzz segments and things like that. So if you want to find out more, go check out episode 90, episode 96, the mini Fanboy Buzz reunion. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happens, but honestly, it's just fun. Impersonation is the sincerest form of flattery. What we're, trying, what we're trying to say is that if Chris gets interested in your show, he will slowly infiltrate it and then just take it. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe... Where do you I think Gunna Geek came from? <laughs> that was Steven's idea, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I do what I want. 
It's true. Chris just gets his way. I do. <laughs> and he wanted so we... Steven all for himself. He wanted him Maybe. Papa. <laughs> this is getting this is getting awkward, so I'm gonna move into another story. So, so we'll kind of continue the network theme going on. Um, you guys know that uh, Nightwing, Wing, John D on the show, well on the network rather, he loves him some Dick Grace and some Nightwing, specifically some Teen Titans, and it we were busting his chops. That's true Wing. too. We were busting his chops because uh, TNT is supposedly developing a Titans TV show. And it kept getting delayed for happening for a while. And we're like, Wing, you do know they're just going to do the pilot. It's going to get canceled, right? And he was getting really pissed at us. So I have some good news for you, Wing. Uh, it has come out officially that the Titans series is still in development. And according to Comics Alliance, it may start shooting this summer. Yay. Who's playing Dick Grayson? No casting has been announced yet that I've seen. But I think that you can probably thank Legends of Tomorrow for this happening. Uh, I'm just going to say, you better have some Jareth Labyrinth uh, level of a uh, cuppage going on down there with that leotard. <laughs> my, my question for you guys, though, do you think that we would be getting this positive confirmation the series is still happening if it hadn't been for the fact the Legends of Tomorrow trailer was so well received? It was, yeah. I think, I think it definitely helped. I think it helped. I think with Supergirl being so well received with Legends of Tomorrow being so well-received, with the the shows doing as well as they are, with Arrow, Flash, you know, everything going as well as they are, I think it, I think all of that was just like, yeah, fuck it, just, just put it on. It's fine. <laughs> I think that helped a lot because, I don't know, it seems weird because we heard a lot about a year ago this is going to happen, and then we've heard nothing. So the theories were going on that, oh, this might not happen. I love the fact that it sounds like it could be. Because, hey, superhero TV show, I'm going to support that. But at the same time, please just do it right. Please. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. do it. Well, I mean, we've, 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 gotten, we've gotten bad with It's Good. Gotham. <coughs> Gotham. <coughs> I still have not watched uh, any of Gotham. I just, I just watched the box sets of Blade, House of Cthulhu, and Birds of Prey from the CW. CW didn't always get the comic book shows right either. <laughs> Wasn't that UPN back then when it was... Uh... Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was still UPN, or it was the start of the WB. Like it was, yeah, it was. It's it's the same company though. It was they made it all Dawson's Creekish, and yeah, it was not good. Mia Sarah was awesome as Harley Quinn though. I went back to watch that and totally forgot that she was actually the Huntress's psychiatrist in that show. Yeah, I'll be honest. I've seen like half of an episode of that show, and that was about it. It has some funny stuff in it. It was it was worth a rewatch just for basically comedy and to see Aaron Paul as uh, Thug Number One in Episode Number One. Okay, that might be worth it. <laughs> that might be worth it. So, do you guys want to hear some some potential good news? Yes. That, uh, Your potential Paramount, good news. Well, that's true too. Paramount <laughs> might be trying to make Transformers good again, and by that I mean, did you hear who got added to the writing staff for the next Transformers yes. flick? Yes, I did. One. When Robert me? Kirkman will be oh. writing for the next Transformers movie, is that They're enough still... to make you care again? No. Yeah. <laughs> the metal attacking metal differentiated enough to figure out what the fuck's going on. So, so maybe if I give you some more inf other writers that were added, Iron Man writers Art Markham and Matt Holloway were added. Pacific Rim 2 writer Zach Penn and Jeff Pinkner, who's written for Lost, were also added. Do, do any of those names make you feel a little more confident and... The, the fact story the next can be Transformers great. Movie it doesn't does. matter. It's still just going to be shiny metal smashing into shiny metal, and you're not going to know what's happening. 
I mean, that's probably better than what everything else was, but I'm still kind of like, I, I'm still very arm's length about it. I, I've still seen, I've, I didn't see the last Transformers, but I saw the Shia LaBeouf ones. And, I've watched I mean, them all. They're all good popcorn Jerry Bruckheimer movies where shit explodes, but yeah. Yeah, you never go into those expecting a good story. Even with those guys on and they put a good story on it, it's still just going to be a Bruckheimer explosion film. Yeah, that's true. They're good for popcorn. That's that's what they're there for. And, and like, raping of childhoods. I like popping corn. Popping corn. So I'll do a couple more stories before we start to wrap things up. This one I've just had sitting around for a while. You guys have heard that uh, Heroes Reborn is coming back. They're doing a continuation of Heroes. Hell yeah, with Chuck. Yeah, yeah. Chuck. Zachary Levi's character is supposedly the bad guy. And they've also announced that uh, Jack Coleman's coming back to play uh, Horgrim Glasses, whose actual name I Noah forget. Bennett. Noah Bennett. They also announced Hero will be coming back, and supposedly it'll be more like the future hero we saw in Season 1, so he'll be kind yes, of badass. Yeah, Indeed. <laughs> uh, I watched the first on... season, and I never watched... Or no, I watched first season, second season, the second and, season, and then the third Hero. season, I was like, no. <laughs> and I watched it all. I watched the entire show. Greg Grunberg's coming back with his mind-reading character, whose name I've also forgotten. That one I don't remember, but he was the cool. Haitian, I liked him. The Haitian will be back. Which is an awesome character. He's creepy. He's creepy, but his power was one of the best because he can jam everyone else's powers and then erase memories. That's really cool. Yup. Is the there's a lot of coming back? No, no supposedly. Busy. Well, there's that. If you believe what has been said, it's going to be a very X-Men-ish vibe to this. From all the rumors I've seen come out, where basically they're going to be hunting down the heroes that are out there, all the superpowered individuals. Think like Days of Future Past-esque vibe. And I nice. guess that supposedly Claire is dead for real somehow. And there is a memorial built to her somewhere. Now, whether you believe that or not, with her power, who knows. They have said nothing about Sila returning or Peter Petrelli or any of those guys, but the show is supposed to be mostly based around new characters with sprinkling ins of the old ones. So, like, all the characters we've said are returning, they're only supposed to be in, for like, one to three episodes, was my understanding. Yeah, they'll be the carryover to introduce the new cast and the new stories. I'm just really intrigued because it means Zachary Levi gets to be a bad guy. And I want to see this because it intrigues the crap out of me. That is exciting. I just get, I'm just happy to see Zachary Levi in another TV show. I love Chuck. I'm too. I love Chuck he's is a, a very fun actor. Show. He was he's a very good actor, I agree too. And he's one of those yeah. actors that gets it how to interface with fans and things like that. I just got in my, my package of geek stuff I bought for myself from selling my house as well as the Chromebook, I bought a big pile of my uh, wish list comic and TV or comic book movies and TV shows I don't own yet, and one of them is Thor: Dark World. So probably to later today, I'll be watching Chuck as what is it, Vandral? Vandral. He's so cool with his freaking blonde mustache. That's the first thing where he really doesn't look like Chuck at all. No, I had to do a <laughs> double take. I was like, is that Zachary? Holy crap! It is Zachary Levi. Yeah, he did fantastic. He wasn't so speaking of television shows returning to TV, we all know The X-Files is coming back for a short run. I was happy to see this this casting confirmed. Mitch Pelegi is coming back, and for those that don't remember, that was Special Agent Skinner, or A.D. Skinner at one point in time. Fuck Special Agent Skinner. That's the shocker from Wes Craven's The Shocker. <laughs> He's also from Stargate also. Stargate. That's true, yeah. He's got, that guy's got some serious nerd cred. He's been he in does. a lot of nerdy stuff. He's, he's a yeah. fun actor. And I can tell from Naki's face, she's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I never watched the X-Files. Did you ever see Shocker? No. 
It's awesome. It's about a guy who gets electrocuted and then gets the ability to jump in and out of televisions. It's a fun Wes Craven film. I see. I see. <laughs> I've, I, okay, and I know that I'm, I'm, I'm losing my nerd cred for this, but I never actually watched X-Files before. Um, I know. I know. No, no, that's not terrible. <laughs> and it, it was... Uh, it, was, it wasn't for everybody. It was a weird kind of show. X Files was a very '90s kind of weird thing. It was. It was not in my realm of time. That was like because I was. I remember being in Girl Scouts and one of the girls being completely obsessed with X Files, and she would have us watch it, and I had no idea what was going on because, like, I'd be sitting around people and they were already talking, and then I'd look up and then something weird would be happening, and I'm like, "This is kind of weird. I don't think I like it." And so I just never watched it, and then. Um, and then it's it's kind of like how Star Trek with me has happened. Like I just haven't, like I keep meaning to go back and watch it now, and I just haven't. Um, but I got a text the other day from my grandma saying I've become a Trekkie because she's watched all of the original Star Trek now because she now has Netflix streaming. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, that's that she's just watched all of it, and she's like, "Well, I'm gonna watch the next series." I'm like, "All right." So my nerd blood runs deep, is what I'm saying. But my grandma has had a she's had a she's had a crush on William Shatner for God knows how long. I remember watching original original oh, series. Shit. Original series, like I was sitting in my room watching and my grandma walked in while I was watching it and she goes, Oh, that William Shatner, he could leave his shoes under my bed anytime. I was like, and it's off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, William Shatner. I can score anything. Including my grandma. You pretty much can. <laughs> Just think, Naki, you could be related to Bill Shatner somehow if she did. I want money. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay. If that's the case, I'd, I'd need some. I need. I need to need to pay for college. So give it to me. <laughs> give it to me now. <laughs> <laughs> so I had one last news story for us to discuss before we start wrapping things up, and I saved some of the best for last because I wanted to talk about the Flash. Yeah. Number one, the finale was awesome. The Jay Garrick mention was awesome. And when you start thinking about uh, Grant Gustin had done an interview that basically set speculation ablaze when he hinted at the fact that the CW show would explore alternate universes next season. So there was this great fan theory going around that they might try and find a way to connect the 90s Flash show to the current Flash show. And I saw this theory and I went, holy crap, this would be fantastic. Well, I mean, you well, did they, see the the other West. Flash there. He's already on yeah. set, so. <laughs> and well, CBS did that show. CBS owns the CW. Um, they did show the Wally West helmet too. That was the Jay Garrick helmet. Was it the Jay Garrick? I I remember looking. Look, oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was. It was. I'm really tired. They, they have also mentioned West before is the third generation Flash. Yeah. yeah, they have mentioned before they wanted to find a way to put Wally on the show. So if you actually start exploring DC Elseworlds in a TV series, this is how you bring in some of these other characters people really want to see. And I want this to happen. I mean, the Flash is a character you can do this with because of Flashpoint and things like that. They've set a precedent for the Flash to create ripples in time and cross over in other worlds. Yes, please. Yep. They, yeah, they, the, you can do anything with the Flash. That's one of the awesome things. You can just run to another dimension. Yeah, that finale was fucking fantastic. Well, and I think they started setting up some of these things happening in his... When he runs through the Speed Force to go back in time, you get a lot of glimpses of possible alternate futures and things like that. Yeah. I think some of those were not truly Barry's future, but alternate worlds he was seeing or alternate possibilities because 
I know when we watched it, my girlfriend and I, we rewound that scene and we watched it in super slow motion to try and see everything he was seeing in there. Oh, nice. Literally, I was going through like one fifteenth speed through that, so it's like frame by frame. I know comicbook.com, I think, has done a really good slow motion breakdown of it, but there's some really cool things in there. Like you could see Killer Frost. That was fun. You get to see a scene of it looks like Barry's in prison. It looks like he's talking to someone through the glass, but when you look, you see Barry's hands are handcuffed. So Barry is the one in prison in this glimpse into the future. Nice. It could go so many different ways with this, and I'm really excited. Maybe it's just because this show has just nailed season one. But I trust them not to screw it up. They'll do some crazy stuff, but I trust them to be like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to mess this up, and I'm hoping they don't hurt me. <laughs> I'm kind of... Um, the only thing I'm, I'm worried about is there, has how thin they're getting stretched out. You know, we talked about this last week, too. Right. Like, Arrow has suffered this season because they were focusing more on Flash, and I, I'm afraid that they're going to focus too much on Legends of Tomorrow or Supergirl, and they're just going to... We're going to lose, you know... Part of Flash's charm is the fact that it is a superhero show, and they very much embrace the fact that it's a superhero show, not like with Arrow, where they're like, it's not a superhero show, it's... Yeah, it's a broody vigilante show. Yeah. It's, it's Batman. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. The flat and the Flash, yeah, is the fun one. It's someone who has powers, enjoys his powers, and is happy to use them to help people. Boyfriend so, yeah, is. I like at the end of the season they actually did like the episode or two where Barry kind of drifted into the Ollie way of thinking, and it all fucking backfired on him. And they literally brought it up that like you know his dad actually tells him you're not that type of person. You can't operate like this. It won't work. And it's like right. okay, yeah, I have to be fucking Barry Allen or I'm not the Flash. Yeah, because as soon as like he started making deals and shit, I'm like, this is awful. This is not within character. And then the writers addressed it. I was like, oh, okay, that's some good storytelling. They're like, yeah, yeah Barry Allen can't think that way because shit don't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's not Barry, and I'm glad that they, like, I was kind of worried when he started doing that, and I, I was the same way. Yeah. But you know what? The show that, that we haven't talked about, and that it's one that Boyfriend really, really likes, is iZombie. Um I've, I'm, I'm like four or five episodes behind right now, but they still have like three more episodes, so I've got time that I can catch up. But that one, while it's not really true to the comic, it is still technically a comic book show. And it's actually, it was really amusing. It's good. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. I have, I have them all on the DVR. That is one of my summer things to watch is iZombie. I was purposely just saving it because I had too much other stuff going on <laughs> during the regular part of the year. I got caught up on Flash first, Arrow second, Gotham third, and I'm working on iZombie now. I'm like four episodes behind. Are you I, caught up on Agents of fun. S.H.I.E.L.D.? It's a, it's a fun... Oh, and yeah, I started Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again last night. I'm seven episodes behind. Okay, <laughs> I will not say anything then. Uh, That's alright. Most of the stuff has been spoiled just from randomly seeing things on Facebook. It's... Uh, I like iZombie. It's fun. Um, yeah. The overarching story to me, I think that's why I fell behind. I don't really feel bad that I fell behind. But Boyfriend has kept up with every episode. The overarching story is kind of meh. The antagonist is kind of meh. But I like Liv, and I like her I like her best, well, the doctor, the, um, I can't think of his name, the best friend. Um, yeah, he's cool. I, I like those two characters. I don't, the other characters just kind of are meh to me. Um, supposedly they've picked up on where the other characters are kind of like, have kind of fallen behind, so I'm gonna I'm gonna probably finish that up, and then we'll see. But it's supposed to, like it doesn't follow the it doesn't follow the comic, you know. Don't don't try to compare the two, but it's good. It's fun. It's so another fun one, show. 
Yeah, I had one last thing, and I cannot find the source article for it. If I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes. But I was rereading some st- or reading some news last night that I found on Facebook or Twitter. I can't remember which. And it was about the possibility of the Supergirl show crossing over with the Arrow Flash universe. And I can't even remember the name of the person that was quoted in that, but it was something along the lines of the fact that CBS wants to keep the character their own, so they're not really interested in crossing it over with anything, though the writers would love to do so. So to me, it sounds like there is no crossover happening, which kind of makes sense to me also, because you can't really establish Superman existing and then cross that universe over with Arrow and Flash when he has not been mentioned one bit. Right. Like that, that, I honestly thought that would be too much of a stretch, so well, I'm okay, okay with them how, not crossing Here's over. how you could do it. Supergirl takes place, say, five years after Arrow and Flash, or five years from the current point in Arrow and Flash, where you could have a Superman established. You know it's a stretch? A Supergirl who's in her mid-20s, who still doesn't even know if she can fly. That's a fucking stretch. She's Man of Steel. That's what they're doing with her. She's waited till she's damn near 30 to say, ah, maybe I have superpowers. No, I think... They show I'm, in the 10-minute trailer that like that's basically the first time she's ever flown. She says, "I think I can fly." Yeah, the idea I'm that, okay like, with she it. Hit her power. It just it bugs me. That was the one thing that bugged me about Man of Steel. The idea is like if you had the option that you one thought thing? you could fly, you wouldn't be learning that. You wouldn't be working on it every fucking minute of the day. Well, she lives in the city the, though. She's not on a farm. But I mean, go with the Clark Kent analogy too. Now. In Smallville, how long did it take him to fly because he was scared of heights and things like that? I can yeah, but that it. was also Smallville. That was a very That's different true. take, and they had a no-flights policy on their show. Yeah, they just teased the hell out of it. See, I'm okay. I'm actually okay with the, with the fact that Kara doesn't know, because Kara is more of a... She's more of a fun character. She's less on the on the Superman and more on the, the personality, whereas Superman eh, is a Boy Scout. He doesn't really have much of a personality, you know? And that's what yeah, DC every, is trying to change in the comics. That, everything else about that preview makes me happy because I think Supergirl is going to be a fantastic show. But yeah, just the idea that you're in your mid twenties and you think you have the you might have the ability to fly, but you haven't like confirmed it yet. Like I'd be working on that shit. Every well, she day. might not. Like the thing is, is that she might have. Like they might instill it into her too that she has like a fear of something. I mean, I I don't know. I never watched Smallville again. It's another show I didn't get into because it's fucking Superman. But um. It's I'm, it's I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm glad you oh, mentioned. Yeah. I think it's uh, gonna be a fun show. Glad you mentioned Superman being the big blue Boy Scout because if you've seen anything that's going on for the uh for the um wow brain fart the current DC books now the Superman rides a motorcycle he can't fly he wears a T-shirt and has no secret identity. They're trying yeah, very hard to make him unBoy Scout like. And and what is it? Batman is now Robot Bunny Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. They're, yes. they're giving me no reasons to buy any DC books. This giant stack of comics right here, not one fucking DC book. No reason to buy any of them. I don't disagree. I, I've said before that I'm not much of a DC fanboy anymore, unless it's their TV programs. Their TV yeah. programs, I love them. They have the best TV shows. Oh, Neil, you hurt, well, you hurt my insides. No, correction. Neil's... The best superhero TV show is still Daredevil. Yes, um, Neil said it would be awesome if Constantine came into the Arrow Flash universe. Yes. yes Indeed. Please. Stephen yes, Amell wants it to happen. I want it to happen. We talked about, is either the last week or the week before, their plan for how to bring Constantine in if they were allowed. Yep. And that would I be great. I love Daredevil. It's still number two. Flash was better. Okay. Flash's first That's season fair. was better than the first season of Daredevil. It's all a matter of personal punch, preference. Dude, a wormhole punch. 
How fucking cool was that? <laughs> okay, yeah. What's the back of a mile and hit someone at Mach 1? The back of a mile hit someone at Mach 1 is cool. The wormhole punch is the fucking winner, though. Yeah, I'll I can tell we love punch. Flash. We, we love Flash because we keep coming back to it. It's been that good. So, yeah, yeah. maybe. maybe. I, I'm yeah, willing to be swayed there. Show. Oh, one last thing I did want to say on Flash. I, I shared this with some of the folks on the uh, Starling chat site that we have, but they did confirm that Tom Cavanaugh will still be a series regular in Season 2, so I don't know how this is going to work. Nice. He did. He's dead, but gonna, Harrison Wells brought back somehow they're, since Eobard uh, They're going to dip Harrison body in the Lazarus pit and bring Harrison know. Wells back. <laughs> we, we've got a temporal paradox of our own now is because uh, Thawne no longer exists that, and, that was responsible for killing Harrison Wells, so it is entirely possible yeah. that Wells is now Wells. He did. He did. Well, he was dead. But it's also entirely almost... possible that the entire first season of the show didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's entirely possible they retconned themselves by accident. <laughs> because I was, tec- I was yeah, trying not to mention nothing, that. Technically, nothing happened according to the end of the show. The entire season didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, technically, Barry should no longer have powers then too, since it was Reverse Flash responsible for making him Flash in this universe. Yep. Well, no, he should have them from the original timeline before Thawne went back to take his powers and then had to give them back to him. Well, but I mean, he didn't have but powers should still have his powers, time, yeah. but he should have got them the original way later in time. But wait, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that he, this could still have happened. This could still have happened because Thawne doesn't kill himself until after all of it happened. But that Thawne that died, was you know, he was wiped out because Eddie died. So right, since but Eddie Eddie's... De- it depends on how you look at time travel. Is time travel a yeah. line, or is it multiple branches? It's wibbly-wobbly. It's wibbly-wobbly, it's timey-wimey. Wobbly, timey, but, I mean, <laughs> but if you think about it, here's, here's, the, here's the, the what, what, what happens. Eddie dies at the end of what happens. So everything still happens. Eddie dies at the end. But Eddie or, dies doesn't allow those things to happen. No, because yeah. it still already happened. It happened prior to Eddie dying. But it erases the future, therefore Thawne can't go back from the future into the past. Yeah. Right, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen because it still died. already happened. <laughs> it still already happened. So it doesn't go back in time because it it stops him from coming back. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey <laughs> stuff. But, I mean, everything already if happened. If you think about it too hard, you'll hurt your fucking brain. That's what will happen. But that's why it's fun storytelling. I love I mean, that show. <laughs> the thing is, is that it already happened, so I don't see how it can, can completely retcon it. But at the same time, yeah, I get it because uh, Ao, uh, the the Aobard Bard Aobard, right? Aobard. Aobard. When he comes back, I mean, yeah, that doesn't happen anymore because he doesn't exist anymore. So I guess, God damn it. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I mean, Reverse already... Flash no longer exists, and Reverse Flash is responsible for everything that happened in season one of Flash. But everything already yeah. happened, and he and Eddie <laughs> dies at the end. <laughs> yes, but that Eddie no longer exists in time. That's where the problem comes with time no, travel. No, <laughs> Eobard doesn't exist in time anymore. Eddie still exists. Right, right. Yeah. He's just Eddie dead. Eddie still lived his life and yeah. died. And so then, yeah, Neil Eobard ha- doesn't. Yeah. Neil has the right approach in the chat room. He says, branching universe theory. You get time travel and the multiverse. So let's just yep. go with that because we're going to make our heads explode otherwise. Yeah. yeah. And I like someone put up on Facebook with the, the image of the Flash and Supergirl together. It's like, if you die in crisis, you get a TV show. Yeah, I saw that. That was fantastic. So, it's looking at the time... Crisis and, crisis and they both get awesome shows. Looking at the time, we are running a little late. 
which tends to happen with us because we start talking about things like time travel and forget about wrapping a show in time. But we will wrap up this show in our normal way for those that aren't familiar. That's basically we're going to share with you what the geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into are and what we're planning on getting into going ahead. And again, because I'm such a nice guy, I'm going to toss to Naki first because ladies Yay. first. Um, so or, I mean, Naki first. I'm a lady. I have boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, objection withdrawn. <laughs> um, so I've been playing a lot on the PC. Uh, I have my. I, I now have a a wired controller, so I can stop sucking at keyboard controls. Um, nice. <clears throat> I've been playing a lot of uh, Towerfall Ascension and uh, Guns. I, I just picked up Guns of Icarus, and uh, I have one more copy, one left. So if anybody else wants one, um, and then I have been playing Bloody Trapland and uh, started playing Left 4 Dead 2 last night with boyfriend. But then we realized oh, we were fun. playing we were playing on the same copy because we have shared games, and uh, found out that we can't do that. So whoops. Um, so now I have to get a new copy. Um, <clears throat> on top of that, I have been uh, working on secret project that will hopefully be announced within the next week or so, because um, I finally got all of my editing software together so I can get everything together. And it's still not couch porn or casting porn. Not happening. <laughs> I mean, um, oh. I have been working out like a mad woman. Uh, some of you saw on Twitter and, and or Facebook, uh, I hit a milestone in my squats. I have hit 125. Um, the goal is to get to 150. Um, we'll see how much further I, I push uh, after that. I want to I be able to, to still walk after leg day, which did not happen this week. Um, if you can walk after leg day, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. Leg day fucking suck. Uh, <laughs> but I did, we did, I had leg day, and then the next day my workout partner was like, do you want to go to the gym? I'm like, not really. He's like, you want to go for a hike? I'm like, sure. And then I got out of bed. I was like, that was a mistake. Seven miles later, <laughs> seven miles later, I, I did it, but it hurt. Um, I did not work out yesterday, but I will be. Hopefully after the show today, I'll, I'll I'll hit up the gym or I'll go for a run, something like that. I need to get moving because I did not work out at all yesterday. So um, yeah, that's that's my life. Is I'm getting my fit by thirty goals, and uh, I have an insane partner who's awesome because he actually listens to the show. I found out. So hi, uh, nice. You're awesome. Don't change who you are, yo. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's actually a part of Secret Project too. So hopefully that'll all get wrapped into there um, as I do my fancy magician's hands. It's okay, babies. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, that's it. That's all I got. I, I, I'm also doing my best to kill Anthony on this show and make I, him I turn as red as possible. So <laughs> it's okay, baby. It'll get better. It's okay. Oh, dear. He's going to die. He's going to die. I'm going to kill him. So I'll, I'll go next with what I've been getting into. So we have Anthony with a moment to collect himself. I have been playing, when I have a chance to play video games lately, I've been playing Titanfall again. And I've been trying to stream some of that on Twitch as I play on my Xbox. It's because there's this frontier defense mode that I absolutely love where you team up with other players and you try and repel endless hordes of enemy combatants. And it is really fun as long as you have good partners. I ran into a game last night where... 
I had absolutely terrible partners. One of the guys dropped as soon as the game started, so it was me and two other folks. I had about 330 kills in the entire game. The two of them combined had 30 kills. Wow. It was it was rough. I, I could not sure be... I, <laughs> I have no clue, because at the end, I was just sitting there, I was like, if you guys don't do anything, we aren't going to win this, because there's like 20 nuke titans coming down to blow up the thing we're protecting. I could probably take half of those, but I can't defend both sides of the map. It was frustrating. It's really frustrating. Made me sad inside. But uh, on good front, I did see the Lego movie last night because it was on HBO, so I watched that on demand. And I had a ton... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had a ton of fun watching it, and everything is awesome has been stuck in my head ever since then. And I cannot wait to see where they go next because the sequel's built in with the Duplos dropping in. Yep. And they scared me too. Let's see. Uh, I'm hoping to see Mad Max either today or tomorrow. I mentioned that earlier in the show. It's on my list of things to see this weekend. I also want to see Tomorrowland, but I think I'm leaning more towards Mad Max first. See Mad Max. I'm so yeah. like outside of the the whole like feminist uh, MRA avoiding it type thing. Like it's just a fucking great movie. I, I know boyfriend wasn't as crazy about it as I was. I'm like sitting there like holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And he's just kind of like. Yay! <laughs> my my concern on Mad Max, it, it's something that's entirely in my head, is the fact I've heard everyone talk and hype it up so much that I'm afraid it's not going to live up to what everyone's saying. It's being, oh my god, it's so good. I'm afraid I'm going to go in there and be like, eh. That if does you happen. Like, if you like cars and explosions and kick-ass women beating the shit out of people, it's good. If I like cars and explosions, you mean if I've watched a Fast and the Furious movie ever? If you've watched any of the Fast and the Furious movies... <laughs> This, this is post-apocalyptic Fast and the Furious 92. Basically, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so I, I know we're going to go see it at some point because girlfriend really wants to go see it. She even mentioned it yesterday. So whether it's today or tomorrow, I'm not sure because we've got tomorrow off from work. And then finally... Me too. Yes. Finally, I'm getting caught up on this season of Community because we've been re-watching random episodes around the house, especially the paintball ones and things like that. So I have two episodes left to watch in this season of Community so far, and we actually skipped ahead to because... One of our friends had mentioned that uh, the most recent episode that dropped is the new paintball episode, which is an homage to many of the things the Russo brothers did. And one of my favorite scenes, you can go and find it on uh, YouTube, it's about 30 seconds long, they recreate the elevator scene from Captain America 2 using the Dean as Captain America. And it is absolutely hilarious. It is completely worth watching. The latest paintball episode is just hilarious. It's more of like a spy thriller type thing. If you get a chance, go and watch it. It's free over at Yahoo Screen. You might have to watch some commercials. That's about it. But it's free, and it's hilarious. And I feel like Community is starting to find its way again, but the problem is it's just not as good without like Donald Glover and some of the other characters in there now. It's still good, but not what it was before. Like, Season 3 was their high point, I think. Uh, yeah, I stopped, I stopped watching it after Dan Harmon was fired. Yeah, then... Season 5 was actually really good. When, when Dan Harmon came back, but the problem is Donald Glover didn't want to do the show that much. So they wrote him out fairly early on. And the Troy and Abed dynamic, that's one of my favorite parts of the show, and that's kind of hurt without having that there. But yeah, that's just... and well, he, he had Childish Gambino, which actually he's retired now. Uh, Childish Gambino is retiring, and he's bringing out new projects, which I'm curious to see. I'm hoping that one of them happens to be Miles Morales, but you know. That would be fantastic. Oh, and side note, Keith David is hilarious in this season of Community. Because Keith, Keith fucking David. Keith David joined the cast of Community this season. I like him. Yes, he is he was hilarious. Awesome on the Cape. Oh, 
Thankfully, they have not brought any references to Kate back in this season. Six seasons in a movie. <laughs> this is the sixth season, so the question is, does Community get the movie after this? No, Probably. they don't. No, no, no. There's no, but, there's uh, no Troy. No Troy. So, Anthony, what have you been getting into? What are you getting into? Uh, I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Hey, um, let me go get some more coffee. <laughs> I'm divorced. I sold my house. My slave driving roommate has had me uh, tear up his yard. Sorry, that was for the divorce. It was delayed. (laughs) Yesterday, we pretty much almost finished building his new fence. So, yeah, we've been just, it was a, he had a giant project that just, you know, as I'm moving in, might as well do it when you have more people around. So, we've been out basically busting ass. We were, we worked yesterday, I think, 9 a.m. till we were going to stop at 2. We ended up working till about 3. My party was at 4, so we had about enough time to go shower. So, yeah, it was, it's was it's it been tiring, but it's also been, you know, it's kind of fun. I mean, I, I literally have, like, split calluses on my hands, like Ooh. actual work wounds. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. But I also haven't had to work out because I've had, you know, a shovel or a sawzall or a crowbar or something in my hand every day. So we've been working. Other than that, I'm getting caught up on my shows now that I have internet back, which is fun. So I'm caught up on Flash. I'm caught up on Arrow. I'm still working through iZombie and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, yeah, I'll eventually get caught up, back up on everything. And then because I got my house money, I was able to go empty my comic box. So I got lots of comics. Page Planet is still really good. Kelly Sudaconic is amazing. They actually changed uh, Invincible again because the cover used to say the best superhero comic in the universe. They've now crossed out superhero. So it's just the best comic in the universe, which it is. <laughs> nice. I actually had to pick up a variant cover, which I usually don't do, but it's because when it's the artist of Invincible drawing the cover for Amazing Spider-Man, that's the cover I have to own. It was Ooh, a very wow. pretty Ryan Otley Spider-Man. Um, and I finally found a copy of Fred Van Lente's How Tunes. They had a copy of that at my uh, LCS. This, for um, depending on the age range, maybe above like six or seven years old, with you know parents helping them, it's an awesome book about where you have a story of two kids and like the little boy goes in and shoots his sister with a marshmallow gun. And then when you turn the page, it gives you the instructions for how to make safety goggles, and marshmallow guns out of PVC pipe. And so it's a comic book filled with projects for people to do with their kids. It's a fucking fantastic idea. That's a great idea. Um, yeah, there, it's Howtoons is awesome. Tons of other books. Uh, probably the big one, though, is I got Secret Wars 1 and 2. So 1 is basically the destruction of the Marvel Universe. 2, you get introduced to the army of Thors that work for Doom. It's batshit crazy. And I am loving Secret Wars. Battle World is Academy. just it's just insane. I'm I'm still, you know, slightly concerned that the post Secret Wars Marvel Universe is gonna look a bit too much like the Marvel Cinematic Universe for my taste. But I mean, so far it's a great story. The uh who is it, Ribic? Isad Ribic that's doing the artwork. It is gorgeous. The the new world that they've designed where you know, the battle world that's filled with each country basically is a different Marvel alternate universe or timeline. And you've got, like, you know, the zombie lands and the Planet Hulk area and the 2099 area and just everything. All all things cool in Marvel inside one world all happening at the same time. It's batshit crazy. And, yeah, the, the first two books have been great. I'm super excited to read the rest of it. 
I think pretty much that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm behind on Secret Wars right now. <laughs> I will I will get caught up at some point because I'm intrigued with where they're going. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I actually have to. I actually I lied. I did pick up some uh, DC books. I forgot. I picked up the Convergence Speed Force books because Wally was on the cover, and I'm a sucker Wasn't for it Wally just West. Blue ink on the cover. No, no, like the Wally we know from before. <laughs> oh, I, I go into my shop and I see the DC wall, and it's just a bunch of crappy blue ink that they're paying somebody as the cover artist. Cover artist, my ass. He's laying a gradient across somebody else's work. The fact that someone's getting paid for that pisses me off. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, exactly. I hate that guy. I fucking hate that guy. And they're awful looking. They're awful looking. The whole wall looks like shit. It looks like a misprint. That's what the whole DC wall looks like right now. Like somebody uh-huh. fucked up at the printer. So I have some breaking news for you guys right now. Voices of Defiance recorded today. They placed their bets for the opening box office uh, dollars for Star Wars 7. Sean said $210 million. Shannon said 230 getting close. There's there's a lot of us on the Gunna Geek network. I mean, <laughs> yes. So at the same time, yeah. <laughs> Wade thinks we're all insane because I think he said something like 130 mil. I think he's underestimating Star Wars. I think yeah. he's counting in Canadian dollars and he's fucking up his math. No, oh, that could be too. But we will put something out <laughs> that, official. That still puts him way under. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure something official will come out at one domestic, point. Is he saying domestic North North America or is he saying domestic Canada? Who knows? Because right? his bid should be like forty million. Because if he's calling Canada domestic, yeah, it's not going to make that much in Canada. <laughs> uh, there should be something semi-official being published or something like that at some point that contains all of our bets. In case you listeners would like to uh, tune in and see what's going on in in the chat room, if you want to put in your bets, feel free to let us know at some point what you think it is, and maybe we'll keep track of an ATGN specific quarter bet and see who's right versus the hosts and the listeners. Slash peanut gallery. Because that's oh, how we I roll. Forgot. I do have one other thing. Uh-oh. You guys got all your secret projects. I'm possibly in the process of being hired to be an artist for a Kickstarter. Ooh, Yay! Nice. Yeah. So I'm still Congrats. working on that. And I hadn't said anything about my secret project, so thanks for leaking that. <laughs> Chris is doing a secret project. Everybody. Yay. Chris might be doing a secret project, and that's all I'm going to say on it. If it does happen, you'll find out on here. Naki actually is doing a secret project, and it'll be announced hopefully in a week. Secret wars and secret projects. That's what we're all about. Secrets. So the over-under for Naki's announcement is at one and a half weeks. Place your bets now. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm always late, so. <laughs> <laughs> just, so we're just, going with the over. Just, just remember, just remember that I am, I am always late before you place that bet, so... <laughs> That, and I'm still learning some programs, so you can figure it out. Yeah, so looking at the time, we did run late today, but that's okay, because Bachman's back, oh, and we need to celebrate that. Right. The one and only. Bachman. One and only. Bachman. I'm going to add that to the intro, Dastardly I think. Dastardly, vile, numerich. <laughs> Don't forget, folks, we do stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, and I will say 8 a.m. Pacific because that was requested of me on Twitter over at live.atgnpodcast.com. Now you're going to say everything but Mountain. Fuck you. Yes, I am. <laughs> or, or you can go to gunnageek.com slash live and watch us and potentially Voices of Defiance at the same time if we record on the same time on Sundays. 
If you want to leave us some comments about what you liked or didn't like about the show or absolutely about how we're wrong about our Star Wars predictions, you can hit us up on Twitter at ATGN Podcast or on Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodandnerdy. And if none of those options really work for you, you want to have your voice on here as you yell obscenities at us for being so wrong, give us a call, 304-806-ATGN. That number's also on the homepage. You can just click the little call button there and it'll call our voicemail line. Shh, babies, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You don't have to yell at us. It's okay. Shh, babies. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to respond to that. I just want to make Anthony turn red one more time. <laughs> He's, he's pretty red right now. He's pretty red. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I don't know. So, so funny. Is this the new ATP tradition to say something that makes us all fall apart at the end of the show? It should Yes. Robot Hells penis. Yeah. Robot penis. Well, guys, I really don't know how to nope. follow I'm up on stroke that. the shaft. <laughs> Well, guys, we will see you next week live at live.atgnpodcast.com. Until then, bye, guys. This is my legacy. (laughs) And thanks to Ryan and Michelle for filling in for me. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find all things good and nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join Anthony, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section. I'm going to stroke the shaft. And thanks to Ryan and Michelle for filling in for me. Shaft strokage. Right in my face, too. Like, it doesn't help. Like, it's just like right in my face. You're going to make a mess. (laughs) It's tilted. Like, (laughs) Chris, hit the damn button.